0: more than the big picture with marketing promotion tools and services and by Publishing Concepts. Let Publishing Concepts LLC help you get your publishing project off the ground. It's Your Business is an informative weekly small business topic radio show for you listeners to gain knowledge and inspiration to help guide your journey to owning and operating your very own small business. Whether you're starting your own business or already a successful entrepreneur then listening to how others succeed can help you be successful. Okay audience, here are your hosts. Dr. Stan Fine and Jim Jump.
1: Good morning and welcome to It's Your Business radio show. We come to you every Saturday and we now have been broadcasting our show for what is a little over a year. So my my co-host, Dan... Dr. Stan Fine is not with us today. A little under the weather, and this time of year, I think uh, any of us could be under the weather, so that's just part of that deal. Uh, But Stan uh, was uh, already a guest, uh, did a show where he brought on guests that were somewhat similar to what we now brought together under our new show. And through that process, I think we've uh, created a, a real strong... Uh, audience of listeners that want to know more about small business, and so that is the nature of the show. We uh, we can be heard on my genre network, which is uh, put out to a hundred cities now through uh, through that network, and uh, so we know we have listeners from Boston to L.A. to Chicago to Detroit, and here in St. Louis, we're now I think somewhere around one hundred and fifty thousand listeners uh, weekly on our show, which, um, I think is, uh, says a lot about what we're delivering. And so happy that we can, uh, continue to bring you weekly, uh, information about small business. That's kind of the goal of this show. And I think we'll do that uh, very well today. In fact, I know that because we have with us, uh, Joe Claude, he's the owner of Publishing Concepts here in St. Louis. Uh, I'll give you a little bit about what Publishing Concepts, uh, uh, is um, by by explaining um, a little bit about uh, uh, what they do with print and digital book magazine publishing. Uh, they do web and mobile app development while providing turnkey marketing services. Now, I know that's a lot, and there's a lot uh, that goes into that, but we'll uh, hopefully explain some of that during today's show. Joe's developed and executed marketing plans in the insurance art and tourism business industries. And so there's uh, a lot of uh, good examples of how that works. He has produced trade shows throughout the United States and continues to work with businesses of all sizes and types to help grow their sales and uh, more customer reach. And I think that's really uh, um, uh, one of the stated goals anytime you're working with small business. Uh, Claude is an enrolled member of the Osage Nation in Pawhuska, Oklahoma, and serves as president of the Board of Trustees for the Haskell Foundation, which supports Haskell Indian Nations University in Lawrence, Kansas. Kind of cool there. He's also a board member of the St. Louis Area Hotel Association and other regional boards. A lot there uh, that we could Kind of expand on. Maybe we'll get a chance to to talk a little bit about that. But really, today's show is more about uh, uh, the publishing side. So, uh, welcome, Joe.
0: Great to be with you, Jim and Stan. If you're listening, uh, get well soon. (laughs) That's right. right. Well,
1: he'll be right back. We (laughs) know that. This Stan is that guy. He just loves this. He knows this, and. And anybody that knows Stan knows that. Yeah, and, it's uh, hard to keep him away. Oh from my it. gosh, I know it. When he said, "Yeah, my law in the weather this morning," I thought, "Well, that ain't gonna last long." No, uh, no, but yeah, no. you know. So I get to do today's show uh, with with my guest Joe Clote, and uh, we'll we'll make it work. Um, so our topic again is the publishing. Uh, there is a lot of components to publishing. I think people. Uh, over time, get to know a little bit more about what that term is, mm-hmm. but there's so many things that go into the decision making about publishing, and I think uh, we'll touch on that. Um, so, as we get into it, um, first question I'll ask is, is every book idea worth writing about? And you've done this for a while. How many years now, Joe? Uh, going on 30. 30 years, yeah. my gosh. And I guess, and, and, and I asked a question, but I'm going to kind of uh, add to it, is what was it like 30 years ago with where people were at with publishing yeah. and go 30 years to, to now and what it's like? So let's talk about that for a minute. I think that, that would be interesting.
0: I, you know, I think like so many businesses, it would be the, the technology, right. probably the single biggest uh, change. And, and how you yes. adapt to it, how do you, how do you include it in your business, no matter that what that business is. And, and it doesn't
1: mean it's it's
0: does everything
1: because no. you can you can treat it as the the be all, and yet not know what you're doing sometimes because you're counting on on something else. Correct. So so much so.
0: If if I could, let me give you an example. Sure. When I first got in the business. There was of how products uh, in the, the pre press, okay. So before you go to the printing press, uh, prepping those files. Um, clearly, today they're digital. Well, prior to that, they would be literally m- mocked up and m- marked up on physical paper, okay. Starting crazy to, to then think shoot about that. Some, yeah, it's unbelievable. Then shoot that with a camera. And then you take that, and it ends up getting converted into film. And then that film Crazy. process is then burned to a plate, and that plate wow. is then a flexible plate is wrapped around a drum and that makes the impression of whatever you put and and that
1: was newspaper production newspaper right newspaper production yeah. for a very long, long time, time. So my and my dad worked for the Detroit news i just oh, thought yeah, i interject that. Yeah. Yeah. so so that he was a typesetter oh wow yeah so that's what he did absolutely. and then that paper came home every night so it's in your what? blood too Oh, yeah it was like here you know dad's home and here's the paper too absolutely so, so that, growing up so that way
0: ruby lith was a red uh, kind of a masking agent. So, like in today's world, when a weather person steps in front of the the camera, and behind them is a green, yes, chartu screen yep. or whatever background, yep. and there's really nothing on that green screen, so right, a, right. A digital impression is put there. Well, what we used in the in you know prior to all the digital was a thing called ruby lith, yeah. and it was just a non-reflective red kind of a film, and that would be put in areas that you. Didn't want you were later going to put or drop something in, or it was used for a masking. So it was. I got in right at the tail end of this. We were but sp- but it was good, right? Because no, you I, got to understand what what went behind all ab- this. Absolutely. And I equated to if you were to take a a photography class. In a photography class, they really do go back to the basic to the beginning. How was an image captured and then put into. And then the dark room production. The dark room production, yep. the chemicals. Yeah. Even yes. though we don't use any rarely any of that. There's some right. specialty photographies that do, but right. But but it it helps you understand how did this stuff get created from yes. the beginning. Yes. So right. for me, I am thankful that I got in on the tail end of of the use of that. And then it was starting to migrate into digital. So a a Mac okay was a big deal getting the first mac in the office yes and being able to to type using softwares like quark express Um, right adobe did have some products out but quark express was kind of the big one when i got in in the business and then capturing that like you're saying the Mm typesetting now being done in a computer and that file being transferred to where they could digitally turn it into the the plate that ends up making the impression of whatever you just typed or created. Right. So right. it's it it was neat going through that and it has, you know, single-handedly that changed our industry, that ability. There was there was a, a place in Redbud Redbud, Illinois that we used that was the once we were done with our files, we would give them to this facility. They would be the ones that would convert dig, digitize these these files for us. Okay? So we just get them into the Mac give them to them, and they would, a process called ripping, so just more digitizing of it and putting but, this but, file But together. everybody
1: had to use another service for
0: that portion of they it? They did. I mean, rarely did. So publishers, and especially for us, when we were small at the time, there were one or mm-hmm. two of us that were putting this stuff together. We'd give them the files. They would impose those digital images onto film, okay, what would be a massive sheet of film, then that is what was sent physically to the printer that they then turned into the etchings that became the printed the piece that would just replicate the printed page, the magazine, the book, whatever it was. Right. right. That company in particular, we were the one of the last customers using them because everybody at the time was then and it Technology it moved fast. It went from yes. ops making that obsolete and going direct from somebody typing something out, creating it, sending it not to this third party but direct to the printer because and they did what was called direct to plate, and that came wow. on very quickly after the nineties uh, or eighty. Uh, so so was, yeah. 90s. So did they go out of business then? That, they did. That, that step but in between. They, they did, and and their bread and butter for. 40 years, 50 years, was doing just this third step. Right? Yes. Right. But what I loved was the ingenuity that the the few people that were still there, they got another two years out of their business. And here's what they did. They said, We've got all this equipment. The the people that were there who were technicians and truly art. You know, artists and technicians wrapped in one. And, and
1: how much they knew that you just couldn't... It, you couldn't go I mean, walk out and, and, and say, I can do... You. Right. No, no, be no. in that field and that job.
0: Well, and exactly. What they did is they looked at it and said, okay, we could reverse engineer this. So what they did is they knew that companies like mine were not going to be down their door anymore. Right. They were going to go right. direct to a printer and print the thing. So they said... What if we tell all the people out there that have still these physical sheets of film, which I still had of previous jobs. Right. Because that right. was my digital record. It was yes, an analog yes, record. It was right. the actual film. Right. What they said is they reached, I think it was Marvel and a handful of other uh, DC comics, comics yeah. who had warehouses full of film that were not in a digital form. So they reverse engineered their equipment to take the sheet of film, uh-huh. read it, in a dot pattern. Uh-huh. Convert it. Dot matrix, right, right. Convert it into a digital file. So for two years, this little company in in Redbud was able to do that and get another two years of life out of it. Those were massive facilities that had warehouses full. I think one contract took a full year, still employing all the people there, and the other one, other comics uh, company took another. And there were a handful of others, but... They were trying to hit who really have these digital assets or these analog assets that they need to convert to digital. Comics made sense because all of that would have had to have been redone, recreated, but at least they had now a starting point in a digital form that they could then use it as kind of a template. And
1: isn't that our entrepreneur message this morning?
0: About how when... Faced with... Yeah,
1: faced with what you're doing doesn't really have a place or, or yeah. doesn't do the, the same thing that, that it once did, that you have to say, how else can we utilize uh, the, this special skill that we have yeah. and still make it work in some form or fashion?
0: It did. And it it also gave them time in that extra two yes, years right. to prepare the people and that were going to lose jobs. Yep. Yeah. Get them migrated into some other area that that could come up. And technology, while it may shut one door, in this case, like this one, it opened up lots of other doors. And and now these people having to navigate their tool set and toolkit a little bit to go find some of those, they had more time to do that, which I really liked. Right, right. it It was a neat experience to see that. And certainly for us over the years in using these technologies... Um, it it posed, you know, for us being a small company, hiring people now that knew how to do work this Mac and work right, this right. you know this equipment yeah. and these softwares that were coming at you left and right,
1: and that's a whole different way of them getting you to the end result, but under a new way, uh, uh, well, computer system yeah. that that everybody was really new to. Yeah. So you, you nobody was really ahead of the game too much, in, and yeah. in, in the kind of the, the, the introduction phase of that. Um, but we could do show after show about how technology has yeah. really turned a lot of things upside down. Right. And then how do you, after you are upside down on your head, how do you get back on your feet? How do you write it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get back on your feet and go, okay, now now that I had all this to kind of think about, what what can I now do to, to still be in uh, business? Yeah, And that's really... Uh, uh, you know, many are faced with that uh, all the time. So it's not mm-hmm. just one time or or place, but it continues. It's a to constant. happen. Yeah. yeah, it's a constant uh, part of business. Um, so as uh, we we talked about uh, the the every book idea worth writing about, I know we took a little <laughs> side okay. path there, which which was good because it gives a context to. A lot of the things uh, that we, we can still get into today. but uh, yeah. So so as somebody's sitting there and they're going, I think I've got something. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you kind of put that
0: in, in some context? Sure. So I, uh, I think if they look at it from maybe just primarily two paths, one of them is, if it's something they want to, do. I was talking to somebody earlier today, saying, mm-hmm. talking about uh, my dad and him serving in World War II, and I've yet to put all of his poems that he wrote back then, put them together. How cool! So the for me is personally, that? yeah, I, I want to do it. it yeah, I don't know the commercial appeal to it, right, but for right. personal appeal to it, that's there. And I think a lot of people out there do have books and and ideas that they want to bring to life but it may be a small audience, a family and, and that's
1: the, the key word audience. is audience. How many people would be interested? So
0: I say, in that respect, there isn't a bad idea, right? If it's something that means something to you, then do it. Is The other path is commercial viability. You have to say, is that book of antique buttons, right? <laughs> is, that, is that going to be a blockbuster? And it might be. It might be, there oh, yeah. might be some really cool buttons, out there. right? right. But, but I, but I think wearing, uh, choosing which of those paths you want to go down will help you with a more successful uh, finished product and business plan to it. All right. That, to understand that that one, friends and family, you're doing it for personal reasons. That there are no bad ideas, right? right the second you say, but I want it to be commercially viable. But you, and you've got to
1: be able to help them and, and understand that and be somewhat honest and yeah. say, Here, here's what we know and here's what you maybe should expect so that they're not able to then proceed with a better understanding of just where it might go right. not thinking
0: this is the best next best idea yeah and I know that <laughs> right correct and and mm-hmm. you know many times there's so the, you know there's there may be a market uh, where recently we've gotten kind of a flood of children's books mm-hmm. okay so you could say is is that a good market well yeah it's it's always a good market. Are there a lot of books out there? Millions of titles for children books, and and how many are on a specific topic? You know, right? Creativity as a kid, or whatever. Yes. there's lots of them. But maybe your approach to it could be such a unique or different one, um, and that's just the writing of it. Okay, so just from the written word and an explanation of it, could be different enough than the other four million books that then give it a shot. The other part would be the illustrations or the, the photographs or the images they're gonna be coupled with that written word. Right. That can make it also uniquely inherently different. Right. And then then you'd have to keep saying, okay, so where is this market? Is it a niche? Is it yep. does it, it could it be sold to this audience because they would be interested in this particular children's book and subject matter and and the beginning middle and end of it and could
1: the potential author also knows where they where it could fit in it, and and know
0: that they do most yeah. of them come to the table with um there's a lot of kids out there so that means giving a kid's book a lot of kids there's your market yeah and it Okay, globally, that's a, that's a high-level, 30,000-foot thing. Yes. Right. I would say you can start there, but then start to drill down. Yep. Start to narrow. Right. And
1: what you can touch close to you right, and as a knowing resource.
0: One of the things mm-hmm. that I think has really helped, and we, we've always said this to clients as they come in, but we made it a more formal kind of intake form or part of our intake, mm-hmm. which was we supply them a four and five page list of questions. Much of it is devoted to character development, characters in the story. And I can't tell you I mean it is the percentage of people that don't do this step, but once we say this is why you do it, the light bulb goes on, you can all of us see you all of a sudden see them. Becoming more and more engaged in what they had already written. They thought it was a finished deal. Mm-hmm. But then we ask one question of, you know, well, uh, did your main character, what do they normally wear? What are they wearing? Because some of this, you have to be able to instruct the illustrator. Is the character wearing a red hat with a feather? <clears throat> are they always wearing a particular necklace? What is the color of that neck? Getting into the granular detail. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that gets Overlooked in the so this this uh, sheet that we give, I have seen definitely immediate response from people that are now thinking through it and saying, "Oh, you know what?" And, and it's improving their story because now they're they can. That's a side right, of it that they just they didn't they didn't understand. really think. Yeah, and 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 it how does how important how important and how uniquely then it can make their story yeah. yes. from a lot of other general stories, yes. but and it gives them. Other offshoots of some marketing revenue streams. So, right. in one particular case that we have, it, there was a necklace loosely mentioned in the story, but I said that could become a central part of it. There's a power that is kind of emanating from this, and this was the author's original intent of to have something like that, but she couldn't figure out well, what do, where, where, would where that, does what what yeah. do we use? What's the where does prop-? it come from? Right, so. It ends up after weeks of discussion on it, the product, the necklace, which can now be made in, in this particular case, it'd be a women's shelter. Okay. The story is about a, a, a young girl. So it's a children's book, but a, and a serious topic, but it's, it's one that the the guardian, the parent, and the the child can Adventure on that together. There's some lessons and learning lessons at the end of the book. There's resources, and but this this medallion now becomes a actual physical product that will be generated by this nonprofit uh, produced, but produced in workshops that help the very women and kids that are affected by this particular. Cemetery. And isn't
1: that just how you could keep what they uh, the original pretty much still the original. Sure. But now, as you kind of take us through that, get it where it it feeds into a whole uh, help and, and assistance to something right. that, that has meaning yeah. and people certainly really glad you did it. Yeah, Right? Yeah. And so Absolutely. a lot to be said about that. Let me ask another question. Mm-hmm. What's the average length it takes to write a book? Boy, that um, probably you know, again, just how much have you done and how much needs to be done. Right. Um, we're, we're going to, uh, we're about ready for a break already. Okay. So we're, we're going to, yeah, we're going to get, uh, get to, a uh, about a five, six minute timeout. Okay. We've got some advertisers, uh, that we're going to let play. Absolutely. And, uh, so let's go to our first break. Um, and then we'll come back and we'll talk more to Joe Cloak from, uh, the owner of publishing concepts and, uh, Stay tuned. I think we got a lot more to cover that uh, I think you'll want to tune in for. So thanks.
2: commercial energy consultants is a 10-year-old national company focusing on middle to large commercial accounts cc offers these companies services by lowering their electric and natural gas rates cc does not charge for this service and has over 10,000 happy clients with almost 2 billion kwh slash therm under contract what makes cc different is their reversa auction commercial energy consultants offers a way to have available suppliers in 17 states bid openly for your energy business our mission is clear bring our clients the low bid for their energy consumption. In fact, because our competitive auction does renew an energy contract without talking to us, why pay more for the exact same power? For more information, go to www.tricec.com or call 87721 21400. That's www.tricec.com or call 87721
3: Have you ever heard that skincare is holistic? Sage Skincare approaches the love and care of your skin from a physical, mental, and spiritual approach. First physically, keep your skin healthy, glowing, and blemish-free with the gentle, effective products at Sage Skincare Inc. Based in St. Louis, Missouri, this skincare company has been supplying vegan, pet-approved, and cruelty-free products to clients all over the world for nearly 40 years. With a diverse product line, they offer exfoliants, balms, eye creams, and sunscreen for all different skin types, whether you're looking to erase fine lines and wrinkles or treat your rosacea and discoloration. They have everything you need to transform your skin, from masks and peels to moisturizers and spot treatments. You'll find products that will help you target your specific skin problems, And mentally. What is the saying you're as young as you feel? Better with Sage Skin Care products you look as young as you feel. Finally, spiritually, Sage Skin Care products help you achieve your most beautiful you, one step at a time. For more information, call Sage Skin Care at 636 that's 636 or email us at Melissa at SageSkinCare.com, that's Melissa at SageSkinCare.com. Also, be sure to ask for a special code RADIO2021 for 15% off your first order.
4: Do you know anyone that has dreams and could use a community of support, or someone who just loves to help others with their dreams? Well, located in Chesterfield Mall, Gateway to Dreams was founded in 2014 to help St. Louis dream together. If you're looking to open a business, grow a business or write a book or looking for like-minded, positive people to connect with, then Gateway to Dreams is for you. Check out their programs like Jog of Goals, a life-changing way to dream, set goals, and take action. Connecting and Promoting Women, a monthly program with speakers and connections. Your Collaborate Board, a mastermind of women entrepreneurs working on your business right now, an interactive workshop where you literally work on your business. Their mission is to inspire action and give voice and clarity to the dreams of individuals, creating a ripple effect that positively impacts the social and economic well-being of our community. For more information or to attend one of their events, give them a call at 314-503-6376. That's 314-503-6376. Or check out their website at www.gatewaytodreams.org.
5: Too late, your hack. Defending Your Small Business Computers and Networks is a new book written for small businesses with a limited understanding of IT with cybersecurity challenges. This book introduces critical IT terms and concepts and is intended for owners or professionals handling their business IT department with narrow expertise. Even though one may think cybersecurity is taken care of, Understand that cybersecurity requires ongoing management and knowledge that extends beyond the everyday IT. Businesses are vulnerable and may permanently close within six months after a breach by failing to understand and implement proper cybersecurity defenses. Author Tony Zafropoulos is a systems computer expert of 10 plus years and a certified information systems auditor. Tony uses his strong IT background to protect your computers and networks against cyber attacks. To order your book, go to fixvirus.com. That's fixvirus.com.
1: Welcome back to It's Your Business Talk Show, and we are covering today's subject with Joe Clote of Publishing Concepts on. What goes into thoughts and ideas about uh, book ideas, and then how do I move through that process? And I think uh, we've been able to kind of give a good uh, big picture of that uh, as we've done so in the first half of the show. Uh, second half, we're going to get into, For uh, it's my first question, um, what would be the average length it takes to write a book, and I think um, uh, people would like to know a little bit about what you know on that one. And sure. what I mean by that is, because personally you may have done something and it could be something you thought about 10 years ago and, and maybe you thought that's how it works. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Right. So right. so you, you've had all those those discussions and experiences. So t- length it takes to write a book. So uh, I guess the... Is our
0: question. Yeah, right. length length of time. So if the idea is there fully realized in your head and you're putting it down on paper for as long as you to get it typed out right and that would be the best i I have some people that will only put it in writing okay they literally fill legal pads yellow pads of handwritten uh, manuscripts but the length time it takes you to get it from your head onto the paper or computer uh, again depending on your Editing ability. So let's just take all, uh, you know, an 80,000 word manuscript. Uh, I've seen clients do that in three months. I've seen some do it in three years. Um, Then the the process of getting that manuscript to a publisher that can then further edit, clean up, if there's no images or illustrations needed, uh, another two months of production time, editing production time, and you'd have a book. So, so when you say
1: 80,000 <laughs> 80, words, mm-hmm.
0: how what, how lengthy is that? So of a, a 6 by 9 book, for mm-hmm. example, it would be not quite a half inch thick with a normal 12-point uh, font on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, standard, fairly easy-to-read uh, font. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's without really images or anything mm-hmm. uh, in it as soon as you add images charts uh, if it's a business book if it's a children's book mm-hmm. you know and typically you're not getting children's books that are that lengthy in that no, size, right. unless it's a <laughs> children's novel or something yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. but a, a, a one that's illustrated in that would be would be much smaller okay. but so time frame <clears throat> you know from a written manuscript if it's already done and there's limited Again, design features needed depending on again the subject matter. Um, a, a few months. I will note, you know, certainly in the last year and a half, the production times for manufacturing for printing, uh, and that uh, in part due to to pandemics and slowdowns, but it's still plaguing a lot of logistics uh, 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 situations. So everything from shipping. Um, getting and, and transportation, getting books. Uh, we've we've had clients where we've got the job done, and it sat on a dock, a dock, a shipping dock for four months because there was no truck to get over to get it. So just build into your time frame now, and even going forward, uh, costs are going up. All right. It. So yes. really rethink, really think and plan. Spend time planning in these thoughts of what's going into your book, and and certainly. Reach out to other people. I mean, reach out to, to publishers and and designers and people that do this for a living because it can it can help you avoid a lot of painful, uh, expensive potholes. Right, right. Um,
1: let's talk about storyboards and uh-huh. what does that process in the book publishing uh, life cycle.
0: So. Uh, Definitely. So this would be one of those that directly impacts that length of time a book takes. Okay. If, you, if you don't storyboard it, do you get to the end result quicker? Sure. But adding that component of storyboarding, which is especially when it gets into, you see it a lot in children's books. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything that requires a lot of illustrations that then have subsequent text or copy after it or before it that's relevant to that. It's really important to be able to do that. So you're, you're in some cases, having the illustrator um, take a block of text that is relevant to that illustration and do a quick thumbnail, a quick sketch of it. They're not colorizing it. They're not, and they're in a, almost like a cartoon block, mm-hmm. okay? What is that scene that, so if it's a children's book, it's saying mom and dad are in doorway, a child is sitting on bed, uh reading a book, whatever that is sketched out real quick, and then that text is with it. And you you try and do the whole book in that way. What you find is you then find holes in your story. And oh, you realize, wow. wait a minute. Yeah. We never said, you know, that the when Billy was holding the book, which book was supposed to be held in that earlier part of the story. So it makes sense at the end. So right. you catch You catch mistakes. That's really the whole point of storyboarding. Lay it out. It's less expensive. I have honestly seen people that have done the finished artwork, everything, then try to go back and do storyboarding. And it's, yes, it caught it, but they also now have to redo complete illustrations or charts or information. So really get your your story spelled out as much as possible beforehand.
1: Right. And in that... uh process too what i think possibly happens is in in just like writers in general you know it all and it's all in your head and the world work is, right, getting it yeah. out of there. Yeah. And getting it so it, it it's where it needs to be. Right. And it's what you th- you want it to be. Correct. All that, the above. It really is the process.
0: And that gets labeled writer's block sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's really? It's up here, yeah. but it, they can't get it out yeah. and, they're, and it's trying to connect. And that's why I say, you know, with some writers, it's easier for them and they're more spontaneous, the spontaneity of it, they'll have the yellow pad um you know, all over their house. So when an idea comes, they jot it down. Mm-hmm. That I'm, prevents, I'm that way too. Yeah, I, I, and it I'm prevents always, the writer yep, block. It, yep. You're able to get it out of your head and on Because paper.
1: you may never get it... You might think about it somewhat again, but not in the way that you probably really wanted it to be because that first time it hits you it usually it's, is, a, it's 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 solid. right yes yeah. it's solid right it's a
0: solid idea and you can lose it and i'm like yeah i do need to write it <laughs> down so, <yeah. laughs> you got a great a... <laughs> memory god bless you. <laughs> that's but, right but i've <laughs> got to write it down i absolutely <laughs> have to
1: write it down so um so so the delivery of of books and those types of um, products uh, people can can get things, whether it's electronic or, or soft or hardbound. So as you're now coming into the scene and mm-hmm. you're wanting to know this, what what works now? What works better or, or what do you think would be the better delivery? So we'll, we'll, we'll ask that question about hardbound, southbound, and ebooks. Okay.
0: So uh, in some cases, subject matter, again... Will fit perfectly in all three of those platforms, uh-huh. if you will. Uh-huh. Okay. Other times, a certain subject matter may not sound great as a podcast or a, an audio file. Yeah. So that it, you really have to you do it helps while you're creating your book, your manuscript, your uh, uh, body of work. What will be the the platform you really want to push it on? If it's all three, then there's maybe some things you'll dial back because it won't be as well on, so for example a chart okay chemical chart right if you're doing <laughs> right. a business book and it's yeah. and and referring to things those are really hard to do as an audio file right you're going to be yep. reading all the yeah. chemical yeah. names and yep. so it it may not fit really well for that but it would in uh, in other formats in a printed or an ebook right. so that would be one is understand the subject matter and how it would apply. Assume it applies for all three, and you're able to move into those. You know, some say, "Well, should I do the ebook because it's cheaper, <clears throat> right?" I don't good, have to print. Good it. question. Great question. And the answer is, you can, and yes, it is cheaper in the sense of you're not going to put it on paper yet and bind it. Okay, but what I see too often, the mistake people make, is they say, "Well, I'm going to also forego having it edited." I'm also going to go for go, having <laughs> professionals put together illustrations then. Because, so this, yeah, what's the point? Right? <laughs> this thing gets cobbled together. Ooh. And then it's an ebook. And yes, you have it. But then you open it up. And it's like, well, would people really want to buy that, they're still wanting to pay for it, right? right. They're still yep. trying to sell it. The author is. So right. I tell people, go through the steps as if it's going to be printed. And then you can stop short on that; don't mm-hmm. print it. But now mm-hmm. you have an ebook that is of, of high quality, and that you can go and print it at a later date. And the, makes and, total sense, right? Then you to come a, back and, and, and reuse. The other thing is, people need to understand that the ebook doesn't automatically equate to a printed book, and vice versa. There are there are formatting differences, okay. For screen, screen is 72 DPI, dots per inch, Mm -hmm. and a printed material is typically 300 dots per inch. So right away, there's a physical difference. Both files, quote, are digital. I have a digital file for the printed book Mm -hmm. to give the printer to print, and then I have a digital file for an online book that will be utilized in an electronic system. Mm -hmm. But they truly, I just say to people, think of it as you're gonna get it printed, you can hold off printing, do your ebook, leave it out there, see if it sells. But the, they typically come back and, and do a printed book. Right. And then audio. Again, audio is, over the last few well, years...
1: Well, if you've if you got was, a mystery series or correct. yeah, something that tells the story itself... Well, yeah.
0: and even even business books and things, people are, you know, when they go on a drive and they're going to be in their car for a few hours, yeah. they're popping in from their phone to their radio system in yeah. their car... To, to listen to an audio file. So mm-hmm. it, don't discount it. Definitely it's an important, another tool, another... Uh, Way to get that, that audience, right. Yep, yeah, yep, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. And then there's also video component to it. Obviously, like podcasts and things where those can also bring it to life, both in an audio form.
1: Isn't that exciting, just all the different uh, mediums that are available it, to, to the author? It is, it is. And, it, it, and, and to me, it sounds... Again, if you don't talk to, to Joe Claude, you you
0: really you don't how you can't make those decisions independently, right? Now, it's I think it's gotten more challenging. My dad was in advertising and marketing as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and you know when he was in this the field. Um, it was, you had billboards, you had trade shows, you had mm-hmm. printed magazines, you right. had those, right? The internet, there wasn't such a thing. Right. So personally, I believe, now if you were sitting at the table, he might argue with me <laughs> and, and say, no, it was hard when I was in the business. Yeah, but right. I think yeah. it's yeah. harder today because you have so many yes. choices. Yes. To me, you know, if I only have five, ten really good media outlets to, to, to send, I mean, or mediums like billboards right. in there now you have, it's a plethora. Yes, so you yes. have all those traditional ones that yep. still right. exist, yes, but all the newer ones yes. and all the platforms. Yep. So, Dad, and you're listening. <laughs> I yeah. think it's harder. God, I love <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Listen to me. Right. Yeah, I'm telling you, because right. I'm doing it right now. Uh, uh, let's talk about copywriting, because the, the, I think the term itself um, kind of explains it, but as you now are going to be the owner of this, right? Uh, what is that all didn't tell you?
0: Right. So a lot of uh, misconceptions are I'm going to take, write down the ideas, I'm going to put it in an envelope, I'm going to mail it to myself through the U.S. mail, mm-hmm. and I've had some clients tell me, and they not open it, right? They just leave it? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's their proof? Or others that say... <laughs> that's interesting. That, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's like a old... You know, folklore that's <laughs> bantered around the internet. Of, if you do that, you know, I, your Then copyright. you're good. Yeah,
1: you, 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 and it's yours. I'm sorry to say that's not true. <laughs>
0: you, you, uh, How many people right now are going? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sorry to let you know. Yeah, I would suggest this. I mean, certainly you can do that. And all it proved was it went through the U.S. mail system. and But that doesn't help in the sense of a true copyright. And you hear these big
1: cases about people that had ideas. Yeah. That they say it was taken, and now somebody is yeah. out in a big, um, you know, now uh, format that reaches many people, and, right. and, and it's really out there. Right. And they're saying, hey, wait a minute. Right. That was my idea.
0: Yep. And, and the confusion comes in part of, okay, so if, if I coin a phrase or come up with something and I write it down, when it leaves my head, it's original content, uh-huh. and I put it here. There is, an, there is a, a copyright. It is my work. It's my original work. Okay. But protection. Protection <laughs> under the law is mm-hmm. very different. So there's mm-hmm. three things you need. One, you mm-hmm. need the original content, okay, whether it's a, a, a song you've written, a sheet music, the book, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have that. You have a method of payment. Okay. Um, and you have the application completed properly. A number of years, not too many years ago, you could do it both in digital, meaning online fulfill it, and you could do the form and send it in physically. They've all but uh, pulled away from the sending it in physically. It almost all is now digital online. So you still have to make the payment, fill out the form, meaning the U.S. copyright form, Mm -hmm. and it has to be completed and accurate. Some people, if you skip stuff, you don't put it in a certain year or whatever, Um, it's not complete it gets rejected so once it's an application is properly filled out the money and you submit the body of work those three things are what you need once the U.S. Copyright Office gets that in D.C. they'll say we've received all three we accept all three and now it will be uh, eight months could be a year and a half depending on how the backlog is that you will hear from us but under the law, technically, from that moment that they say we've received all three three things and agree, you are you have a U.S. copyright. So if Jim infringes my work, mm-hmm. I have now grounds of a lawsuit against you for that. And it's and the 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 it's one hundred and fifty thousand dollars per incident. So if you took my idea and printed five things, it potentially is that so there's a lot of damages that can be done right Um, you know just be good people and don't do it but honestly I've in 20 years of doing this I had one case about a year ago year and a half they did it and I was shocked to to see how blatant the uh, the copyright infringement was and particularly by the particular people involved Uh, it was shocking but it does happen protect yourself Yes, you can mail it around if you want, but yeah, right. I would say there it's expensive Yeah, to, yeah, to you just got to do it, and and we can help people with it. Or if they do those three things, have those three three things ready, submit it, you're good.
1: Yeah, and and does get a little um once it goes into uh, maybe a uh, legal kind of determination, um, can it get a little weird in terms of. What I thought I, I, I was trying to do isn't the same thing. You know what I mean by the question. So so that's where you've got to get it down and get it down right.
0: Yeah. It's, I do pretty quickly, these topics come up on legality and that when people are bringing in their manuscripts and showing us illustrations, right? And they want to use this illustrations for this and that. Then I'm well, where did you get these? Did you mm-hmm. draw them? No, I didn't draw them. Okay, who drew them? Because right now we're getting into the weeds, but depending on who drew them, did they give you rights to use them? A lot of times people will say, oh no, my my friend, my cousin, my sister, my brother. I say, it doesn't matter who the relation is. I would take the, the path of have them, if they're wanting you to use it, free. And, and a lot of times people will say that, but they really haven't had that discussion with the other person. So get it cleared up. Who owns it? Now, they're not loaning it to you. They're not. <laughs> Somebody has to own it. So if it was drawn by this other person, you can do what's called a work for hire. And as the author, I can say, I you took my copy, you read it, and you drew this picture that went with it, but that's your written picture. So I'm going to buy it for a dollar, let's say. So here's the dollar. And then they it's an a, work a legal for hire. exchange. Right. It's a legal exchange. And in the mm-hmm. work for hire, you're actually saying, uh, the copyright of my artwork that I drew, I have now given to this other person or party. And that's a, it's a really clean, easy, it's straightforward, it's a paragraph. And then you don't worry about it, right? You, you don't worry right, about yeah. it. It's, there's a lot of things like that that come into the, when you're putting your book together. People want to overlook it because they their first thought is, I don't want to hire a lawyer. Yeah. You know? And again... A lot of times we'll recommend to people i can give you some understanding of legal things but we encourage them you know hire a plumber to do the plumbing hire an electrician to do the electrician and hire a lawyer to do these kinds of things that that are important a copyright attorney is different than you know a uh, civil you know liberties uh, yeah. attorney right. or whatever any For other Marriage kind of attorney. counselor Marriage yeah. counselor yeah it's it, go with somebody that can uh, and we have recommendations of people we've worked with that advise us, but uh, certainly if it really gets into stuff like that and you're unsure of it, don't just go online and look it up. You really need to, to talk to an attorney that does this to make sure you're... You're, you're free you're and clear. Yes. I use those words. Yep.
1: So we're kind of on the same subject when we get into plagiarizing. Oh, and yeah. so I've, I've been at Linwood University 20 years mm-hmm. and I've read students' papers and... Now we have gotten sophisticated with that. They, they It's called Turn It In. Yeah. And so it looks at, and it can give you a percentage of how much is original and how much is not. Yeah. And then if it's not your work, did you credit it? it Correct. Did you say, yes, this is by so-and-so? Correct. And then you go on to the next thing. So plagiarism is a big deal. It is. I've had students uh, been asked to leave Linenwood because yeah. they yeah. just couldn't quite... Um, get over that yeah. and so plagiarism in you know what we do today is,
0: is it matters yeah it's it really is and i'm glad you you brought that one up it's it's one that um it it it, it it's unfortunate when people do that if they're if they're doing it maliciously and, and with intent it's a different animal i mm-hmm. have seen people that that they're they're unsure of how much they can use, and I've had people tell me, "Well, I can use that if I only use ten percent of it." And I said, "Well, where did you hear that?" You know, well, I read that on the internet. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yes, yeah, the see. internet. I mean, it's the bane yeah. of all existence." And yes, we all use it. Well, in you
1: can find something to fit what you're doing yeah. all day long, can't but you?
0: I mean, you, you can. really can. I I would tell people if you are if it's not original content coming from you and you're putting it down and right. you're using sources, right. at minimum, you recognize and credit the source yes. as you yes. would in a high school uh, English comp class yes. or university. Yes, It's pretty basic how we do that. And there's actually even a format, a way of yes. what information you use to cite a, yes. a piece of work, right. correct? Your work cited, which so, follows your work. Correct. Yep. So that's minimum. But... There's some people who put the whole book is all other people's cited work. Okay. And and you can do that. It's a lot of work. To do it properly, you know, you think, well, I don't have to write anything. I can just go grab all these pieces and cite it. Yeah. A lot of times the end result is just that. There really isn't anything threading and sewing it together to a nice beginning, middle, and end where it makes sense. Right. It comes across as all this hodgepodge of stuff. Yeah, right. Just so then, the next
1: thought, next thought, next and, thought. Yeah, And then it
0: comes to, was that a product that will sell? If yes. you took the path of wanting to do this to sell and as an income, your product may suffer because you're using other people's stuff. And whether you properly cite it or not could affect it. So, yeah, plagiarism is a big deal. And it really does get into... The 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 from using images off the internet, I, I caution people. And all if the you get like clip art, is that a same thing? So where it is, it's exactly you go online, you see images. Even if the site says royalty free, I caution people to you really need to read the detail and the disclaimers and everything on these sites where you're getting it. Um, we use we utilize for our design side of our business. Of um, uh, uh, photo stock companies, right? And mm-hmm. I think Getty Images yeah, has yeah. a huge library. But read those definitions of what you're buying. for For twenty dollars, you could buy this image, but there's certain rights that go with that. So read those. A lot of people think, "Well, who's going to catch me? Who will know?" I would argue, just do what's right, okay? And then you have you don't have to look over your shoulder on stuff. Right. So if it says it can be used for these things except in commercial uh, uh, enterprises, meaning you can't put it in a book and sell the book. That would not be the license that you need to buy when you're on getting images. Right. So just yeah. read it. And if if you think you're outsmarting the system, I assure you you're not. Somebody will, will,
1: will say, hey, we'll knock on minute. your door yeah, or figure right. it out. That's right. So that's
0: right. just don't go that route. That's right.
1: So we're... Uh, uh going to kind of go into some questions okay. in the last uh, uh, five minutes of the show. And I think this will help our entrepreneur audience because we know that's uh, our audience. And so uh, I'm going to ask about uh, the business side. Uh, why did you start the business? Some of the challenges of starting the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you think back through that, because you had to say this is a skill set that I have how do I turn it into something that's profitable? Right. And and if you can kind of recall some of those decisions and and want to kind of share that.
0: Sure. Um, So I don't know that I ever really talked about the, if I go to the beginning of how I first got into publishing. Mm -hmm. So I was hired by a company to sell advertising into publications, travel publications in Mm -hmm. particular. Was there a year and a half. That's where I I learned, I mean, the Mac was just coming in, getting involved. We did print uh, newspaper inserts that were, that were done on a massive scale, millions of them. But I was hired as a salesperson, okay? I had a marketing degree and with a business writing uh, certificate uh, from a university, University of Missouri, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I took that, got hired on in the ad sales. And from there, uh, was there seven or a year and seven months, was terminated from that position, And found myself at a restaurant with a napkin in front of me, and myself. Yeah, this is how it really
1: could be for somebody, right? We truly
0: wrote down a few things of what are we going to do? We're Mm -hmm. now out of a job. Yeah, Um, it started with one client that liked us, knew us, and thought we could help them with something. We did it. My first desk was a two sawhorses with (laughs) two by fours. And See, this the phone is, lines come out of really, the ceiling. Yeah. That's how it's it started. Start because
1: Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so in that, yeah. um, you, you knew enough, right? I did. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, that that you that there's more business we, out there. Absolutely. And, and so you're gonna now use what you know yeah. and and bring, and start to attract customers.
0: At the time, we bought a twenty four hundred dollar. Uh, laser printer. Laser printer was all the rage. It was brand... Nobody <laughs> wow. had them, And we were going to wow. put down every nickel we had in soda bottle no money. No kidding. And we Man. bought that and that helped us get our first client in the state of Illinois. And that launched it. You remember who the client was? It was the uh, Illinois uh, Department of Tourism. Really? And we did a map for the Department of... Uh, oh, secretary wow. for Transportation. And let me tell you, we were shooting for the moon. We thought there's no <laughs> chance we're going to get this. But we, we dressed it up, we made it look nice, and we could deliver on it. We knew that we could deliver. It was a product they had never done before, and wow. we were customizing the state. So the glove box that keeps your maps, yeah, we were going to, with digital coming on, yeah. those were going away, but we figured a way to couple the digital side with the printed analog map and still make it work, and we did that program for four years. Wow. That's really what helped launch us
1: and and it it was uh and when you think back to that um taking that that chance i mean there's you, a huge there, risk yeah there's a huge, huge risk in all that yeah. you're now putting down what you have is to buy the, the the digital laser right right oh it
0: was everything it was everything yeah.
1: and and we needed that piece of equipment yeah yeah, and it all paid off, and did, here you are. Uh, and those
0: those same machines sell for like 300 <laughs> bucks. So I think the, the printer cartridge is more expensive than the, right, than the actual right. printer today. So,
1: a couple minutes left. Sure. What, what's the challenge side of it? Um, I mean, everybody knows there's
0: challenges coming. Yeah. Um, you, you know, just a few things you can think of. Sure. I, and for us in those early days, mm-hmm. it was financing. Okay, so banking, Huge. Any, any relationship you have with uh, uh, solid streams of money. you know, Before you get into this stuff, having good credit helps. Yeah. I did. My right. business partner did. So yeah. that helped. That took one area of, of, of problem solving. We didn't need a lot to start, but we needed some. Um, and I think having a game plan. We wrote a business plan. So have and that. And that is
1: what the, everyone is told really uh, gives you. Something you can use, um, not just at the at that phase. No, it's an ongoing, ongoing living, process, and breathing right. document.
0: And and probably the biggest challenge was personnel, outside right. sources, and right. getting reliable help. Those early days when were you really didn't tough. have it in, in, we didn't have yeah, it in house. Right. It was just us, but yeah. we depend on expertise of a right. graphic designer or yep. whomever.
1: We're uh, we're going to wrap up today's show. Sure. How can uh, the audience get a hold
0: of Joe? Sure. Uh, publishingconceptsllc.com. Mm-hmm. And our phone number is 314-781-8880.
1: Thank you, Joe, uh, for uh, Publishing Concepts. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of It's Your Business. And we'll uh, look forward to seeing you again next uh, Saturday.
5: Thanks so much. Thank you, Jim. Mm-hmm.